0: Another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who doesn't oscillate between hot and cold or mature and immature, my stable room temperature friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie?
1: I'm feeling peachy keen high pockets. And fairly stable, though I do oscillate wildly between mature and immature. How about you, James B? Uh, I just
0: want to comment on the great use of the overused nickname for Hank Pym uh, once he added growth to his Ant-Man persona because he wasn't called that when he was just Ant-Man. But actually, that's probably more appropriate for children to say to you, Eddie. Uh, It
1: it could be because of my towering height, right?
0: Speaking of children, Eddie, today we are covering a Marvel team-up which involves a mom struggling to cure her sick child.
1: So I thought we should try and get the perspective of a mom for our podcast. Uh, Great idea, James B. We are proud to welcome to the podcast Tiffany Moyer-Washington to talk about Spider-Man or being a mom. Either way, we are buzzing excited to have you join us. Tell us about yourself, Tiffany.
2: Okay, so I am an English teacher. I'm a mom. I love puzzles, board games, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my all-time favorite, everything. I like reading true crime novels. I've read 46 books this school year, or this year, even though I have four children. Um, So I'm more than just a mom, but I am a mom.
1: Well, with your extensive uh, criminal solving knowledge, particularly from Buffy, I I think we can start with uh, our Marvel Team-Up today, James B.
0: Yeah, quick question for you, Eddie. Do you think that these two Marvel Team-Up books count as true crime books?
1: I do. I do not. Do
0: they think. count as books? Can uh, Tiffany add this to her collection and say she read two more books? I,
1: that was that, I was thinking about that because I know Tiffany isn't a, a uh, voracious reader. And I I thought, well, if you count comic books, I've read a lot of books this year. Are so... comic books
0: books? I think we <laughs> hope, we both know the answer to that question.
2: <laughs> but I, I mean, I think they're books.
0: Of course they're books.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like...
0: And just for the record, Eddie and I have also read about 46 books in See, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and the 47th book is from July of 1977, Marvel Team-Up 59, featuring Spider-Man, Yellow Jacket, and the Wasp in Some Say Spidey Will Die by Fire, Some Say by Ice, written by Chris Claremont, art by John Byrne, and ink by Dave
1: Hunt. As a Spidey swings over the Queensboro Bridge, he is attacked by a fire blast and ice ball. We immediately leave the action and go to a moment four minutes earlier in the Pym residence, where an intimate moment is interrupted by a startling fire beam. Hank, better known as Yellowjacket, buzzes off to catch an unconscious falling Spider-Man.
2: So, hey, Eddie, I know I'm new here and I don't know a lot about Spider-Man comics, but does he usually need saving like this?
1: I'm glad you brought this up. It's been bothering me for a while. Spider-Man has been weakened, I feel like, in several books we've read recently. He seems to be getting knocked out and captured and tied up. He shouldn't need this kind of saving, but it's happening again today. Yeah, and
0: Tiffany, it's nice that you asked Eddie that question, because he prefers to talk about the Spider-Man parts instead of the romance parts. But Eddie, I have a question for you. Through... It's been 16 years, uh, book-wise, of Spider-Man appearances now. Um, You know, over 200 books for us. This scene with Janet in the negligee ranks probably near the top of, again, 1978-ish, you know, gratuitous scenes here. Um, Gwen Stacy had that bikini back in Amazing Spider-Man 103. I remember the scandalous cover with Brother Voodoo anything else i'm missing like we don't see a lot of stuff like this do we you
1: know uh close the door mj and i'll show you how i miss you is the only thing that could come to my mind but th- this was too scandalous even for me i was like oh pass over here we <laughs> such a very seductive gesture by um uh, janet in this moment poor, poor eddie didn't have the safe search on <laughs> well Speaking of safety, um, safely back at the Pym residence, Spidey awakes and recalls his last battle with Equinox, the thermodynamic man. Spidey is about to swing off solo to battle Equinox, when Equinox conveniently blasts through the wall of the apartment in search of Spidey. Equinox is a difficult adversary, requiring a significant blast from Hank, which sends him flying out of the apartment. Yellow Jacket, The wasp and Spidey pursue Equinox and have trouble battling the icy hot adversary.
0: Yeah, Equinox's powers. And we've seen this guy before. We know he's a combination of Iceman and Human Torch, because he fought, well, Iceman and Human Torch with Spider Man, but he's better than them because like he has all of Iceman's powers like completely and he can somewhat be the human torch as well. I noticed Yellow Jacket implies he is unstable, like a youth because they're gonna set him up later to be someone's kid. But I think it's really also to let the audience know this guy is flawed, he's not perfect. Otherwise, he would be pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, he's oscillating wildly between things. So thankfully, um, when we talk about his youth, his mom, Margay Sorensen, the mother of Equinox, uh, shows up to help with a potential cure. Unfortunately, she arrives too late to help Hank Pym, who explodes. <laughs> when Equinox blasts a fuel truck behind him. We end with a devastated and enraged wasp and a shocked Spidey. Tiffany, do you have any
0: feelings about Yellow Jacket blowing up? I know you just met him, but any opinions? I do.
2: So if you're looking at the full panel on page 30 and it's the art by John Byrne, I think you said. um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the blowing up. Not like the actual blowing up, but the (laughs) art in this section. I really liked that it has the three inserts with the characters responding to the explosion. And you have Wasp at the top, like completely shocked. You have Spider-Man, who's also kind of in shock, but then the mom at the bottom there. She seems like she's kind of this mix of like horror, shame, shock all at the same time. And I just like the way that that set up that scene.
0: Yeah, this was supposed to be a book that when you start looking at like the best Marvel team-ups of all time, Marvel team-up runs for 150 issues, plus there's eight annuals. So you're looking about, you know, 158. And if you're like top Marvel team-ups of all time, this little part, this two-parter does appear there. And, uh, you know, we'll talk later if you think this warrants being one of the greatest Marvel team-ups, you know, for... And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the writers, the artwork... And that the book does have a little bit of depth going on as far as, you know, the meaning of this mom and the backstory they're going to give us in the next book. Is there anything else that we want to talk about on book 59 before we move on?
1: Oh, I think we could discuss more after we see what happens to poor Wasp here watching her husband get blown up. James, why don't you take us into the next one?
0: All right, well, it's from August of 1977, Marvel Team Up 60 featuring Spider-Man and only the Wasp in A Matter of Love and Death. Written again by Chris Claremont, art by John Byrne,
1: and inked by Dave Hunt. Captain Jean DeWolf has cordoned off the area where Equinox is reveling in killing Hank Pym. DeWolf attempts to comfort the Wasp, but she breaks through the police line and attacks. Her powers are no match for Equinox in Margay. Janet and Spidey all have uh, a lot of sadness in the panels on page three. Uh, They have a moment where they remembered loved ones that found tragedy. Margay blasts Equinox with her thermal stabilizer gun, but it has no effect. As Spidey swings her away to safety, she recalls the story of her son's tragedy.
0: You know, you mentioned that story of her son's tragedy. Tiffany, you know, we all just read this book. Can you help the listeners? Because Eddie's summary, although it's excellent, didn't really explain what Equinox's backstory really was.
2: Sure, yeah. So the, the short version of this is that Marguerite marries an obsessive physicist. He's brilliant, but he's definitely abusive. And it goes through a couple of panels where she's trying to decide if she should leave him or not, but she decides to stay with the abuse because they have a son together. And so she insists on staying to try to protect her son. And then of course there is an explosion because he's working, the husband's working with things he probably shouldn't be messing with. And um, his son runs in to save him. And it it definitely made me think of um, the character of the ghost and Ant-Man and Wasp in the movie where she runs in to save her father and then she ends up with these.
0: She can go in and out of phase.
2: Thank you. She can go in and out of phases, like in and out of walls and in and out of time. Uh, And she was trying to save her father. And the same thing with Equinox. He was trying to save his father and now he's hot and cold. Like he gets the same kind of um, this warped power from trying to save someone.
1: And, Eddie,
0: that was from Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second Ant-Man movie. Have you seen that
1: one? Uh, I have seen it, but it was not one of my favorites. I can't remember too well (laughs) what happened.
0: Always can rely on Eddie to jump in and (laughs) talk about not loving loving a Marvel movie. But that's okay.
1: Deep insight, as always. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you like the
0: books, so why don't you try to bring us home on Marvel Team Up 60
1: yeah yeah let's go get back to the trio um, of margay wasp and spider-man they head over to fantastic four tower in search of reed richards for help the fantastic four aren't home and equinox inadvertently sends the heroes into danger uh, within the headquarters where the wasps saves them and in the process is growing stronger uh, this gives spidey the chance to don a welder's mask and make modifications to the thermal stabilizer gun just as equinox once again, conveniently breaks through the wall to do battle. Um, There's this great scene when Spider-Man is working on the gun here. I really thought he had a beanie on for like longer than I probably should have.
0: No, I I had the same problem. I looked at her for like 10 seconds and I kept looking up and down, like, what was I missing? And then I finally figured out what was going on. Tiffany, did you have the same problem?
2: Yeah, I thought it was one of those like beauty eye masks that keep the wrinkles away. you know they like had lifted off his eyes
0: at least you thought it was a mask i thought it was a beanie for like the first part too i was like spider-man in a hat because he doesn't have like the little strap you know
1: it is a strange looking hat or mask too i i guess i don't know what a 1977 welder's mask is supposed to look like that that's what it looked like then right
0: yeah that wasn't john byrne's best work by the way john byrne's (laughs) gonna be a famous fantastic four artist but when they show up at the You know, at the FF headquarters there, uh, you know, there's there's nobody home in the Baxter building. I'm thinking, poor John Byrne. He could have been drawing his characters right here. But I think uh, I'm near the end of this book. Eddie, what Um, you got?
1: As Noxie, which Spider-Man affectionately (laughs) refers to him as, uh, looks to have the upper hand... Yellow Jacket reappears. Combined with an exponentially stronger wasp, they zap Equinox, turning him back into a human spidey is left alone in fantastic four headquarters to clean up
0: uh, these guys in <laughs> marvel teams there's always somebody behind cleaning up um i know yellow jacket he's not going to go clean up he's going to go hang out with his wife there but listen eddie i accept yellow jacket's explanation of how he survives. i've read way worse situations where people are like here's how i survived the death thing i thought this was viable do you uh you agree or disagree I-
1: can't even believe how stunningly appropriate it was like he shrunk and rode the shockwave away from the explosion thereby keeping him from getting you know the bulk of the explosion amazing what well, like i if only things could be explained so well yeah at well, other times in him, marvel <laughs> him and
0: him and the wasp i mean their shrinking ability is kind of useless often i mean the fact that he can get bigger and do other things he's got a really weird uh power set there but uh, the wasp she's usually pretty useless Uh, but she was she wasn't that
1: useless today was she uh no she um she was way powerful by the end of this book and i also if you remember from the past when we've talked about the wasp i was regularly bothered by how her character was cast and what she said and um there was there's a lot more positive energy from the wasp all throughout in the way that she was written although it does seem to always circle back around like oh thank goodness hank pym he gave me more power and you know thanks hank
2: i was definitely bothered that i feel like not being manipulated but he decided to give her power as though she didn't have enough on her own um and that he knew that her emotions would make her stronger and i feel like that kind of plays into stereotypes with women in a lot of ways but i was intrigued to see that there was some level of emotional intelligence in this issue when um you know spider-man says to her don't sweat it lady um even avengers are allowed to have emotions and so eddie i just wondered like is emotional intelligence something that we see frequently in these comics
1: it's it's rather uncommon we could say i mean i think like uh peter parker going through the death of gwen stacy and kind of you know reliving it uh, over and over and all the other characters uh, that are around him they don't help him grapple with this appropriately like so often so when this happened I know you'd you'd seen this but I was not surprised that you know Spider-Man is giving out edicts for what what you should be feeling at whatever points um throughout this book what about you Tiffany? Yeah,
2: I, I think I was just impressed to see it, especially if we're thinking, like, this is 1977, you said, right? Uh-huh. um, And this is, you know, a superhero who's saying, like, you know, we know he we have his, his tragic backstory with Gwen, but that he's allowing the Wasp to grieve her husband oh. in a way that's appropriate. Like, she was, you know, like, going gangbusters on everybody, and he was like, calm down. You're not strong enough to beat this guy right now. We need to, like, think through our emotions. So I just feel like that was a... I think it was pretty powerful, and I think it was pretty intuitive in a way that I don't think I would associate necessarily with something it seems like it's always like masculine and you know male dominant yeah. fighting you know? that's
1: interesting that you interpret i like I interpret it in an opposite manner like spider man you know being i being more in control of himself in this moment is like trying to make the wasp um you know trying to tell the wasp what to do more, is what I felt. But really, you know, interesting. Uh, That's, you know, because that's happened before so many times, like I said in Spider-Man, people will very clunkily tell other people what they should be doing or feeling at whatever point, so. My
0: my role in the podcast is never to be the deep one, let's be clear here. (laughs) But there was a section that I focused on and I had Tiffany read the backstory specifically to the listeners about what happened with, uh, you know, Equinox's mom and his dad. And one thing that I thought about was, you know, if you had left the father, you know, your son wouldn't turned into Equinox. Now, hmm. it's not really the case, but I was wondering if that was the message you were trying to tell us, like, hey, don't stick around. Bad things happen as opposed to stick around and let your son turn 17. I wasn't sure. But part of me was thinking, I thought that was the message you were sending me.
2: Well, I mean, I think that's definitely part of it too, but even when um, his mom is saying how he's not responsible for the death, like she's trying to, um, like it's not he's not well, it's not his fault. I feel like that kind of is the mindset sometimes of women who are from abusive relationships. Like well, he didn't mean it, he's sorry. Like it seems like she's still almost acting with her son the way she might've with an abusive husband, that she's still permissive of that behavior. Um, and I wonder if she had left earlier, if she would still feel that way, like if she had gotten herself out of that relationship, if she would be so um, like apologetic for his outrageous behavior.
0: Yeah, this is the English teacher part of the book, right? Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so we could go lots of different ways with that. But um, one thing you don't have uh, in English class, as far as I can tell, is a sponsor. Ooh. <laughs> Today, I'm proud, Eddie, to announce a long-term lucrative partnership with the new sponsor. By long-term, I mean, this is going to go on for at least a year, like a one calendar year of me and you with this sponsor covering the Marvel team-up books. No more, oh, Eddie, here's a new sponsor that you can, you know, annoy because these guys, check is cashed. They're not going anywhere. So, Eddie, I think you're going to be super happy because I know that you love toys, well, listen up, the Tinkerer has gathered not one, not two, but three Marvel team-up villains, experts we call them, to help design the newest line of Marvel team-up action figures. We got monster creator Baron Ludwig von Stipp. we got the Mad Thinker Eddie, and the Puppet Master. They're gonna lend their expertise to create toys kids want to play with and collectors want to collect. They're gonna combine their skills and their names to create Tink Bup toys. And it is proud to celebrate the Autumn Equinox by presenting the fourth set of Spider-Man action figures with characters from the Equinox edition of Marvel Team-Up, Eddie.
1: Well, I'm very glad Equinox is in there and uh, I hope there's a chance for an actual superhero to make a toy form appearance. Well, let's be clear. I didn't actually say Equinox
0: was in there. I just oh. said characters from the Equinox edition. You'll uh, find out okay. in a minute if Equinox is it. But, Eddie, there okay. are actual superheroes. Okay. Wonderful. At Bub Toys, they have heard the complaints, Eddie, that you claim that you're not uh, getting real superheroes. So, Eddie, right. they have promised in this fourth pack, which is their first one from Bub Toys, not just one hero, but two actual top-tier hero figures in this set. All right. All right, here we go. ready? Get your your credit card going here, Eddie. First in set four, you will get a full size, that's three and a half inch tall. That's the size of these figures, Eddie. Uh Janet Van Dyne in negligee. (laughs) But wait, you're thinking, I want the superhero version. No problem. You're also going to get the Wasp. Now, let me be clear on the measurement here because it is a 0.86 millimeter Wasp size figure. Comes with tweezers so you can play with it. So you're getting two heroes right off the bat. Another complaint is you say sometimes, I've heard you say, these characters aren't related to each other. Problem solved. You're going to get two Sorensen family members. You mentioned Equinox a minute ago. Well, you're going to get his mother, Dr. Marque. Weapon not included, of course. And her husband, David. (laughs) Hours of fun. having them discuss, you know, (laughs) soccer practice or, Hey, what are you doing to me? Or you're working too hard. Why are you talking? Oh, I don't want to just, I don't want to take away the opportunity for you, but, um, what do you think, Eddie? This is, are you excited about our long-term opportunity in the Equinox figures?
1: I'm so glad to have a year long sponsor. I mean, it really, you know, pays the bills to keep us running, but, um, you know, does uh, the radical ideas of um, Margay's husband come with his toy?
0: That's th- that's what you can enjoy. You can have him do anything you want. You can mm. you can rewrite the relationship if you need to. My, you can start like them like, any time.
1: Eddie played dr- Drunk Ken with my sister's Barbies.
0: Let let me be clear, here, Eddie. The this has uh, this has been well thought out by the R and D marketing research done by, of course, the Mad Thinker. Because he tells us what products kids want. What? The Puppet Master is in charge of design, and Baron Ludwig handles production. Okay, so for all our year-long sponsorships, Eddie, you will not have to worry because the Tinker is overseeing it all. Bub Toys is ramping up productions for September 25th, which is National Comic Book Day, and I hope you'll be buying a set of these for your kids, because I know, Tiffany, you will be, correct?
2: Uh, there's nothing I love more than tiny, tiny toys for my children.
0: And and a zero point eight six <laughs> uh,
2: millimeters, <come> <laughs> and tweezers. I and mean, come on, that's the best.
1: Eddie, T- Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany. It's Christmas morning, and your child opens up a package to an empty box, and you're like, "Wait a minute! The wasp is in there. Look closely."
2: It just carries the Christmas magic that you, you're now searching for the toy. I don't know why you wouldn't love this.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm going to need to buy 25 of those so we can lose one on an hourly basis.
0: It could be a whole family
2: game. Who can can find the wasp?
0: Well, it sounds like listeners that we got our first 25 orders put in. So hopefully there are some left for you to enjoy as well. I'm glad that Eddie has finally found a sponsor that he enjoys. Uh, Speaking of enjoys... Anybody want to say anything about these two books, whether they're enjoyable or not? Because I did mention these are supposed to be two of the better Marvel team-ups. Anybody have any thoughts? I know, Tiffany, you haven't read that many of these, but we'll start with you. What did you think overall of your first Spider-Man comic book experience? Uh,
2: Overall, I really liked them a lot. I I really enjoyed the art. I liked the storytelling. I feel like they were deep. I like to see a variety of characters. Like There were women represented. I thought it was great.
0: Eddie, you've had a little more experience with Marvel team ups, but uh, you know I, know, I
1: know you have certain ones you might like or don't like. But how do you think this fits in as far as being I mean, good or not? This is significantly better than other Marvel team ups that we've read, particularly, <laughs> woo, the Did- ones that are Spider-Man on the Moon. I could do without. Um, I'm always bothered by the, like I said, the writing of the Wasp and kind of the casting of her character. But I, it's. There's, there's so many good things about these books that make sense for once. And like the Marvel team-ups format is such a narrow, you know, you have to squeeze so much information. And in. they really do a really good job in this. And we get a good sense of all the characters really well. I'll tell you how we know it was a good Marvel team-up.
0: In Marvel team-ups, Tiffany, we have a segment called It's not Shakespeare. It's Marvel team up. And (laughs) I was trying to find a place to schedule it, but I couldn't really find a junky page of goofy writing that made sense for our segment. So I said, we have to skip it and just, uh, and just move on. That is a
1: first for sure. uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, it was close. (laughs) A couple of times you get one or two characters who might've been a little off, but in the end, somebody else on the page really put it together and made a good solid point. So, all right. Well, we took care of our books. We took care of our sponsor. Everybody seems to be, mostly happy. I think it's time we start wrapping things up here. Uh Tiffany, we learned a little bit about you at the beginning. Do you have anything that you could uh promote at all?
2: I don't know. Uh well, I I can. Sure. Um I have a website tmwashington.wixsite.com and I'm a poet and I have a number of pieces there that have been published other places or news articles that I've written or have been interviewed in. I'll definitely link to you guys once this podcast is up.
0: All you need uh, to that's... do is give me that. Uh, we'll put that right in our show notes so when people awesome. click on this podcast, they scroll down, you'll, your link will be right there. Awesome. Eddie, people can click on links to find uh, Tiffany.
1: How can they find us? You can email us anytime at let's letsreadspiderman at gmail.com or at let's read spidey on Twitter. Uh, it's time for the close. I'm Eddie, joined by... James B., and... Tiffany. And remember, listeners, if you are considering a birthday present for your significant other... You could choose a serum
0: that makes you more powerful the smaller you get. Oh, and one that your stings will heighten with more powerful energy as your adrenaline goes up.
2: Or maybe you can just get them some
1: flowers. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Tiffany's gonna be like, hey, I need to know what happens in Marvel Team Up sixty-one.
2: I I definitely am hooked. Like I definitely <laughs> want to go back and read the like read the ones up to this and read the ones after this.
0: Well, you know how the links work. We showed you that, right? You yep. figured it out, you just change you know. And if you don't get to it, you can always download us because we <laughs> right. we've got a year long uh deal going on here.
1: You know, can't stop. Contracted in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna take like I think it's going to take 90 weeks to get through these Marvel team ups because we're doing all the other books at the same time. So I feel we'll I definitely just, I
2: just can't believe how many podcasts you guys produce in a week.
0: <laughs> it's only two in a week. But
2: yeah, but it feels like a lot like because I get the alerts on my phone whenever they come out. I'm like, oh, I'm still I haven't caught up yet. And I go, boom, boom, two more.
1: Hmm. There's, you know, it's interesting because these books are like these books are pretty heavy. See, I was like going to say these are pretty dark yeah. books. Well, t- it, it didn't bother me at all though. Like as opposed to usual, I'm like, oh god, Spider Man is your comic book. Well, just chill out here. Chris
0: Claremont's gonna go on. Um, it's right now. It's 1978. He's he's in the middle of writing the X Men. He's he's kind of like the fill in. Like, hey, you could have the X Men title because nobody cares about it. I'm surprised he jumps over here and does these Marvel teams because he writes the X Men from '75 all the way to '91. Like he writes. Wow. When I start reading X Men. He's writing it. When I outgrow comics, he's still writing it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a long stretch of, uh, he gets out right when the books get garbagey. So he's credited with a lot of stuff with the X-Men. Um, in fact, I remember reading a discussion or listening to a podcast, probably uh, Jay and Miles explaining the X-Men back at the time, but they talked about that. He had a couple different letters he liked because they could fit in like more words. Cause he's so Chris Claremont is very wordy. So that's yeah. why these books are very heavy. Uh, I guess if you're not going to bring up anything else, I'll bring up the fact that um, right at the beginning of the second book, 60, um, Tiffany is introduced to our good friend, Captain Jane Wolfe, with her beret and her smoking her thin. Uh, she's not French, but she's French to me. You know what I'm saying? And she's sitting there in her like very nice outfit. And the wasp was like shoving her aside saying, because she's the police chief dressed in her little beret, you know, in the 1970s. So. It's I a
1: strange didn't... cameo from her. It's like, what? Yeah. Why did Why did she get dragged into this thing? And
2: well, and she does just say, "And you can take your sympathy and shove it." Like that's like, a, like I mean, wasp says that to her, which is like a nice. Yes. Like, well, okay. I
1: mean, she looks n- like the opposite of the head of the New York Police. <laughs> 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 in all manners, she's like <laughs> even the, in the dating. she's like
0: the she's underground the, French revolutionary.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it should be in Algeria right now.